0: You're listening to More Than a Song, Episode 112. Hello and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture, hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect Portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. This week's song by Lauren Daigle, Trust in You, is a song of proclamation of trust despite our circumstances. The powerful lyrics that we declare in song, along with Lauren, are made stronger by Scripture, hidden in our hearts. And that's my desire for you each and every week. This podcast, my desire is that this podcast and the music that inspires it will draw you into God's Word for you to read it for yourself. And when you begin to hide God's Word in the depths of your being— you can fight a very overwhelming battle. And that is the tendency to define God by our circumstances instead of through the truth of what God's word says about him. And you know what? That's that's what we do, right? God is good when things are good, but then doubt and fear and mistrust creep in when our circumstances change and are dire or are tragic. And how many times have you heard or or maybe even asked yourself, if God is a loving God, how can he allow this? If God really loved me, he would never have called me to this place for this to happen. You know, we have to decide today that we will allow God's word to define who God is. And then we will begin to see him through that lens. When we allow our circumstances to define the trustworthiness of God, then i It shifts with every wind of change in our lives. And God, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. A friend of mine shared a quote uh, from Jennifer Rothschild's site that I think is so appropriate to go along with our song and what we're talking about. It said, God is the one who makes it well with your soul when it is not well with your circumstances. So good. So I was chatting with one of my besties this week, and she said something that was so profound. In fact, it will be our bite this week, our B-I-T-E, Bible Interaction Tool Exercise. I use these um, exercises to help us take a bite out of Scripture and so my friend doesn't even know that what she said was going to turn into a B-I-T-E. I guess she'll find out if she listens to the podcast this week. But we were talking about God's word, and we were remembering back to the early days when she did not know much scripture, her earliest days of walking with Christ. And she would write out note cards with scripture on them and then take them with her On her walks with her young son. So he's in the stroller, and as she's pushing him along, she would take each note card and then read it over and over and over again. And I don't even know that she was doing this necessarily to hide God's word in her heart. She was just trying to find a way to take God's word with her because she was so passionate and hungry. She didn't just want to bite. She wanted to devour God's word. And the note cards helped her take one bite at a time of this rich buffet of truth. And the repetition allowed it to nourish her soul. And so today I want to take two different approaches. Same bite, same Bible interaction tool exercise, but take two different approaches to it. So this week I want you to create review cards and this is actually a combination of two bites, two Bible interaction tool exercises. So the first bite is to write out God's word in your own hand. And typing doesn't count. I don't know why this works, but I'm telling you when you sit down and maybe it's just that it's you're slowing your mind, you're considering each word as you write it out. But when you write a verse out, in your own hand, it doesn't have to be script; it can be print or whatever. But you're writing it, physically writing it with a pencil or a pen. Uh, the second is to then review God's word in smaller chunks, but a lot of repetition. So by uh, combining those two exercises into this week's one bite, um, I think you're going to find it very powerful. So you're going to create actual note cards. I mean, if you can, just grab some. You know, note cards, my, my girls are in school, so we had some in the drawer. You may have to pick some up or, you know, cut take some sticky notes or something that you can, uh, the note cards work better. So even if you just cho- choose to stop and pick some up, that would be great because you can use this as a Bible interaction tool over and over and over again. Uh, so uh, you're just going to write out verses on a note card and review them regularly. That's our Bible interaction tool exercise for the week. But the two approaches are this. We're going to explore a psalm inspired by this week's song, and we're going to write a review review cards from there. The second approach is to look up scriptures um, alluded to in this song and write our review cards from there. That approach is Pulling scriptures from all over God's word, but just truths, really solid truths um, to reiterate some of the things that are that are sung in this song. Um, I like both approaches. You know, one puts us in a section of God's word where we can sit and soak a while. And, you know, once we get there, it's all about God's word and it's less about the song. The other approach makes this song song. A powerful review tool. So if you learn these five or six verses as it's related to the bridge of the song that we're going to cover today, then every time you sing this song, you're basically reviewing the five or six verses that you've learned. So um, it, it just, it both, both are very powerful tools. I, I You know, if you've listened uh, for any length of time that I'm a big fan of context. And so I like sitting and soaking in a larger text, uh, section of scripture, but I also like the second approach as well. So let's start with Psalm 37. I chose to go there this week because trusting in God is mentioned in a couple of the verses. So you see our song sings about trusting in God and the Psalm sings about trusting in God. And so you can spend a significant amount of time in this one psalm like I have this week and pull some wonderful truths out of it. But first of all, just a fun fact, this particular psalm is an acrostic poem. And so that means that about every other line begins with a successive letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And I actually talk about this writing style or this same writing method in episode 53, where I discuss this same style used in Lamentations, if you're at all curious. That was just a fun fact, really. It doesn't really uh it, it doesn't really help us because we're not reading it in the Hebrew, but it's just a fun fact to understand. But as I read Psalm 37, I read in the English Standard Version this week, two words jump out at me right away. It says, fret not yourself because of evildoers, be not envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Fret not yourself. It tends only to evil. So in these first eight verses, I'm not sure if you heard it, but the instruction to trust was given twice and the instruction to fret not was used three times. Now, I had never seen that before in this psalm, and I guess because maybe I had never studied this psalm in the English Standard Version before. So here's a bonus bite, a bonus Bible interaction tool exercise just for fun. Try reading in a variety of translations to really keep you on your toes. So if you're used to reading a particular version of the Bible, grab a different translation and start reading from there, and it will bring new things to light as you read. So the word fret not jumped out at me because my boss and my mentor at work has used that phrase before. I'll get all worked up about missing a deadline or something not working out quite right. And when I'll approach her about it, she'll often say, don't fret. And I don't know why, but I love that word. It always gives me such peace. And you know, when we worry, it proves that we are not fully trusting. And this scripture clearly clearly says, not to fret, but to trust. And so I loved that this week. But as I researched further, I saw that the Hebrew word for fret here in the ESV is to burn with anger. How appropriate is that for me? You know, I know for me, my fretting often leads to total aggravation with myself or the situation or others to the point that I actually become angry. So scripture here is clearly telling me not to fret, not to burn with anger, but to trust. But what are we not to fret about? (laughs) So it says, fret not yourself because of evildoers. Do not be envious of wrongdoers. You know, we're not to worry ourselves or even burn with anger because of evildoers. Do not be envious of wrongdoers. Well, how do we do that? Well, often people who do wrong seem to have great success. They get away with things. They, They don't seem to be as concerned with holiness as we are. They seem to not have a care in the world. And we can kind of get envious of that. And evildoers get under our skin, right? I mean, the whole world should know of their evil deeds. We get to the point where we think if people just knew what they were doing and they make us so angry and we want to be the revealer of their evil deeds. So why should we fret not? Well, scripture clearly says that they will fade. They will fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. And there's a reminder in verse seven and once more in verse eight to be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not over the one who prospers in his own way it says fret not yourself it tends only to evil see so when you read all the way through psalm 37 you will see there's a lot of talk of the wicked and a lot of talk of evil doers and i found myself kind of skimming those parts you know to get to my promises because i'm not the wicked evil doer you know and for salvation pur- purposes i am righteous in god's eyes because of christ but there, but by the grace of God go, I, I can easily become ensnared in wickedness. You know, I want to caution you. Sin is wickedness. When you choose, even as a believer to walk in sin and not in repentance, the promises for the wicked are for you. And so my, uh, I I just wanted to, I found myself pausing saying, okay, I don't think I am a wicked or evildoer. I don't, I don't know of any area that I'm actively walking in sin. I I pray that God would reveal that. But there but by the grace of God go I. I need to be careful that I am not a wicked or evildoer. Now, my favorite verse on trusting God is what I would call my life verse. And it's uh, Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Now, when I keep reading, though, beyond those two verses, I love it. Just trust in the Lord. It says, be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. And So that goes right along with what I've been saying. Lord, may I not be wise in my own eyes. May I turn away from evil or I may fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. I may be cut off. That's what your word here tells me. God is just. Read his warnings to his people. Don't remain in wickedness. If you find yourself in sin, repent. And the promises of trusting in him will belong to you. So let's move on to those promises, shall we? Uh, I wrote verse 3 on a card this week. Because as I was going through uh, Psalm 37, this was one of the ones I wrote on a note card. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Befriend faithfulness. I love that. You know, faithfulness is devoted, stable, and loyal. It's also a fruit of the Spirit. So befriending faithfulness, what a beautiful thought that we would make friends with this characteristic, this fruit of the Spirit, that, that we would um, befriend it. The next verse I wrote on a card was verse four. It says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Well, how do I delight in God? Well, I read his word. I pray. I communicate with him. I listen. I do life with other believers in my spiritual family. I listen to godly counsel. I listen to instruction through my pastor at church, through Bible studies that I participate in, uh, through the wise words of my mentor, through praise and worship. You know, the thing is, when I'm doing all of this, when all of this is, is, is when I'm actively committed to, to delighting myself in the Lord in all of these ways, I'm pretty sure my desires begin to line up with God's desires for me. So yes, He will give you the desires of your heart. And then I wrote down uh, verses five and six, commit your way to the Lord, trust in him and he will act. In fact, that's our memory verse for the week. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. You know, many times in my life I've felt slighted and misunderstood. And in fact, my defensiveness is a weakness that God has been breaking down in me for the past year. But this verse says that the way I was handling these situations by defending myself or getting angry or trying to prove my own righteousness to others, these are not the steps for me. I am to commit my way to the Lord and trust him and he will act. He will bring forth my righteousness. He will bring justice forth like the noonday sun. And then how about this? How about considering God's perspective? In verse 12, it says, The wicked uh, plots against the righteous and gnashes his teeth at him. But the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he sees that his day is coming. You know, I fret when I consider the plots of the wicked. But not God. He laughs because he knows the rest of the story. Now that's perspective. How about this one, verses 23 and 24? The steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be cast headlong, for the Lord upholds his hand. Now I love that my steps are established. Another word could be prepared or directed. It's got this idea of being custom fit. My steps are custom fit by God when I delight in his way. And I know how to do that. We just talked about that. But verse 24, really? I'm going to fall? I'm still going to fall even though my steps are custom fit? It says, though he fall." Ah, so yes my friend, we will still fall. But the promise is that it says he shall not be cast headlong. And I did some study in that. It means he shall not be hurled head first into a place of no return. And the reason he shall not be hurled head first into this place of no return is because our Father maintains a grip on our hand. He the Lord upholds his hand. The Lord brings him back to his feet. Praise God for that. Now, I could go on and on and on in, in Psalm 37, but I want to get to the second approach to using our bite this week. I want to use the bridge of the song to guide us to a set of verses that if you record those and review those, now you can use the song as a review tool um, and you can review these tru- truths and they can come to your mind from now on. So let's listen to the bridge. You are my as we go into this bridge and take each phrase, um, one at a time and then link a verse up to it, I want to r- remind you that you can always visit uh, and g- receive the show notes. So every time I mention a verse, if you're listening to this podcast in a car or you're trying to frantically write down the verses, I provide those for you in the show notes every week. So this week, if you go to michellenizat.com forward slash 112, you will see a listing of all of these verses. So uh, just don't fret, <laughs> fret not, and I will go ahead and, and listen these verses out for you as um, in those show notes so just listen with ease and then go back and review them from there but uh, let's take this bridge one phrase at a time you are my strength and comfort psalm 27 1 says the lord is my light and my salvation whom shall i fear the lord is the stronghold of my life of whom shall i be afraid you know, when she sings, you are my steady hand, we already talked about this one, Psalm 37, 23 to 24, the steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be cast headlong, for the Lord upholds his hand. You are my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand. 1 Corinthians 3.11 says, no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Uh, your ways are always higher psalm fifty five nine as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. That's a good one. I already had memorized that area of scripture. It's so powerful. How about your plans are always good? Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. And then last, that says, there's not a place where I'll I'll go that you've not already stood. Psalm 139 verse 5 says, you go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. There's not a place where you will go that he has not already stood. He goes before you. That's one of my favorite Psalms of all time as well. So what's next? Well, use this song to inspire you to spend some time in Psalm 37 this week. Take a bite out of scripture by following the Bible interaction tool exercise of writing down key verses on a note card, reviewing them regularly. So review them before you get in the car in the morning. Review them before you break for lunch in the afternoon. Have your spouse or children read them to you while you're driving. Call up a friend and read the verses to them over the phone. Let's let let God's word define the character of God and not your circumstances. Finally, commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. And then while you're in God's, God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me michelle at michellekneezat.com. You can hop on Twitter or Facebook and we can talk about what you're learning. Now, before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to shout out to Evelyn from Kansas, Erica from Michigan, Morgan from Texas, April from Ohio, Luann from Alabama, Karen from Texas, Beverly from New Jersey, Linda from Pennsylvania, Bobby from Florida, Janine from Maryland, Larissa from California, Jodalee from South Africa, and Marsha from Missouri. These are my newest subscribers to my website. Welcome. Now, the benefit of subscribing is that I will email you once a week. And in that email, you get a memory verse resource to display on your smartphone and your, or your tablet or your desktop. You can even print it out and put it where it's convenient for you. And you will also get an email recap of the week's episode. And if I create extra resources like I do from time to time, you'll get instant access to any of those resources that I create. All of that is just my way to say thank you for listening, So head over to michellenizat.com and subscribe today. And then don't miss an episode of my podcast. You can subscribe directly in iTunes or Stitcher Radio, and it'll come straight into your smart device every week without even having to remember. And while you're in iTunes, would you leave me a written review and a star rating? It not only encourages me, but helps me stay visible to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you, Right here on the podcast, just like Isaac Cyclist, who wrote the most glowing of reviews this week. And it begins by saying, you're here reading this. So that means you found one of the best podcasts out there to inspire and encourage Bible study and a deeper relationship with Christ. Oh. Isaac, I'm blushing. He goes on to say that the bites, uh, the Bible Interaction Tool exercises are the best part of the podcast, and I'm so grateful for your review and so thankful that God is using me to encourage you to spend time in God's Word. Thank you, Isaac. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will use My Story by Big Daddy Weave to launch us into Scripture. And if you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to MichelleNeesat.com forward slash 112. And while you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's Word and consider his ways.